Hello everybody. You're probably thinking, hmm, Travis sounds different today. And yes, I'm currently getting over a slight cold from last week, and I'm actually not Travis. My name is Finner, and I'm currently interning with the amazing team here at Fool and Scholar Productions. And I'm here today to tell you about the last city. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. A geo-engineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors like Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Torado, and Maury Sterling. You can follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A big thanks to Wondery for supporting shows like The White Vault. And now, on with the scheduled programming. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. That's blood. Where did it go? Where is it? You should try and get some sleep too, Ify. Yeah, yeah, I, I will. I, I, uh, I just wanted to grab something to help keep Jason warm out there. I know from experience it gets cold without the fire around. 
will need help with anything? No, no, thanks. Just go back to sleep. I'll be back in a minute to get some rest. Just close the door behind you. something? I thought you might want a sleeping bag or something to keep warm. I know it's not warm in here. Uh, yeah, actually, thanks. It'll help. I'll hold the rifle. Go ahead and wrap yourself up. Iffy, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, walking back to the church. I fell. Lost my footing in the snow, but getting up I spotted some blood. Then more. A lot more. Under the new snow. And it led to the water to where the shore ice leads to that ice disk. The only person who is here before that snow fell is you. So what's all that blood from, Jason? Uh, look, it's, it's rabbit. Or hair, whatever. It's in the soup. I told you earlier I made you soup. Please, please, put the rifle down. Then why is the blood lead into the water? Look, I dumped the carcass in the lake. Bones and innards. I didn't want to attract anything dangerous. So I thought tossing in the lake was a safer option. Please, don't point the rifle at me. Just put it down. Or point it away. Rabbit. Rabbit. Please, Iffy. Put the gun down. Come on. Sure, I'll come again. What the hell, Iffy? I'm sorry. I, I was just so worried. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's just been... Been too much. Everything. I, I get it, okay? With everything. And Jean, I'm sorry. But don't point a gun at me again. Yeah, yeah, of course. <sighs> I'm going back to rest. I hope the sleeping bag helps. And, um, sorry. Again. And you left me alone with that? Shut up and go back to pretending to be asleep. She's crazy violent. You shouldn't want to be around her just as much as me. What did I just say? Fine. Shutting up. Can you get the door? Please. Yeah, I got this. 
Actually, I'm here to pick up your mother for a meeting. Mom, he's waiting for you by the door. <sighs> Bye. Bye. Where is he off to so fast? Some video game. Though she's not supposed to be running yet, and never in the house. Uh, can we leave now, or do you need a minute? I'm ready. Let's go. Is everything okay? I've had bad luck with cars recently. I don't think the meeting will wait for you to walk. What's it like having a child without the luck? Oh, uh, it's normal. He's happy and healthy and full of ideas. I worry every day. I worry every day. I always have. Different types of worry. You worry if your children will have a happy future, if they will feel content with their grades, or if the gift you bought them will make them happy. I worry about these things too, but I also worry if Ohtar will get cancer. If he'll get food poisoning, if he'll come back from a school trip unharmed, or if he'll come back from a trip alive. I know these are exaggerated, but they're also not. The full realm of possibilities exists, good and bad. With that, with the worries, how do you get through the day? <laughs> Everyone gets through their day, these. Our life isn't harder, yours is easier. Even I am lucky, it's only Ohtar I need to worry about. Not my parents, my siblings or myself. So I could put all my worries and fears in one place. I understand. We are lucky. But Ohtar will never need to know what we do. Ohtar will never be faced with our decisions. Not if I can avoid it. He has a freedom we don't. Even so, we were dealt the better hand. Were we? Something so. I'm not always sure. I hear you spoke with Vidar. Just assume I know everything at this point, please. It's my job. Yes, I spoke with him about the recent changes. We've always gotten along, and he has no reason to lie to me. And he knows I'm not a threat. You know, out of all our family, you're the worst liar. It's refreshing. You know it too, so you just... don't lie. It's exhausting enough as is. Very true. Vedar thinks so too. I just hope to never be part of it, but now I just feel unprepared for what's happening and, and unable to help and all I want to do is find a solution. I know you want to find out what's happening without having to pick through the family bullshit, but it's not possible. At least act like you're following the family's lead. If you want to know the full truth, you can. You are a true daughter. Nothing is off limits for you once they know you're serious about it. It all just depends on how dirty you're willing to get your hands while you dig. We're here. <laughs> you're not very encouraging. Didn't we just talk about how exhausting it is to lie? <sighs> is this way. Need anything first? Uh, coffee? No, thanks. Don't worry. And if you get bored, there's a little number in the bottom right-hand side of the presentation that tells you how many slides are left. Ah, 
I'll keep that in mind. No promising there isn't more than one presentation though. <laughs> Hulta. Now that you both have arrived, let us get to it. Yes, let's. It's not so often that a family, even one as close as ours, comes together like this. But we meet when it is required, because in this world, who but family can we really rely on? It may not be true for all, but for us, blood means everything. All of you have been brought up to date on the recent incidents that have been inflicted on our family. Grandmother has chosen not to attend today's meeting and remains at the hospital resting. Also, Arnadisdottir is now safely home after her injuries during the attack in Berlin. Dies, we all wish your daughter a swift and easy recovery, cousin. Thank you. And now we must work to ensure that nothing so egregious ever befalls our family again. Our recent incidents are in no way isolated. While such events have not previously befallen our family, there are other families that have been afflicted with this misfortune. We must at this point address whether or not to approach a study of these greater incidents in the larger stage, both current and past, and, if so, determine how we wish to proceed. Can you clarify what you mean? Past? That's what I'm doing, Thora. Patience. In 2010, as these may be able to back up, the family in Sweden suffered the loss of a true daughter and secondary heir. It was a confusing uh, and aggravating time, as our side was also active, and while attempting to facilitate a possible stabilizing cure to their family issues, our relationship with the Guardians was damaged. We lost Jonas. Yes. But due to their secondary heir openly rebelling against the will of the sites, she died. Such things have happened several times. Over 12 known events have been documented across 12 families in the last 300 years. These violations either ended in the death of a true family member or their permanent injury. Other incidents occurred when true family members abandoned their duties. In some cases, injuries or issues were able to resolve and heal themselves after the affected individuals returned to the fold, so to speak. Their luck reinstated. Are you implying that my daughter's unknowing abandonment of site responsibilities led to her injuries? I've already had this asinine conversation. She doesn't know anything. Let me finish. I don't have the time to stay here all day. Each time these injuries or occurrences came to pass... They were themselves isolated, each unrelated. Families could attribute the loss of protection to the individual actions or inaction of a family member. The blame could be placed on the victim. So she's blaming Arna again? Everyone is upset. No, they are all thinking how it could possibly affect grandmother. She has never gone against the will of the sites. The accusation is unsettling. Oh, grandmother. These were the incidents of the past spread out over vast amounts of time and space, and explainable within each family. But, as of four years ago, we have recorded events that have no simple explanation or shoulders to blame. These events began even further back in 2010, in South America, where the largest of the continent's sites had been destroyed. Now, within the last four years, its family saw the early death of an elderly true sister, a boating accident that harmed four of the true family, and the miscarriage of twins by a true daughter and heir. 
That was only the beginning. Other families suffered, and now we suffer. Everywhere the favor of the families is waning. Additionally, for several years now, our research department has been tracking unexpected and upsetting activity. Types of radiation, magnetic field variations and climate system patterns only previously recorded to convene at known sites. Now they're appearing at points across the globe, and while we've been sending survey and research teams out for several years now, some have never returned. Some families have been very forthcoming with their own research on these anomalous readings. Others have withheld their research and knowledge. Regardless of the activities of other families, at this point our team has concluded that no one knows why these anomalies or accidents are happening. As such, these, we do not believe that Artna in any way deserves what happened, but because we don't, it is all the more frightening. My husband Matteo has been working hand-in-hand hand with the research department for several years now, focusing exclusively on the study of these anomaly sites. Matteo. Hello. Now, for those interested... <sighs> so it's not just me. No one knows. for a moment and picked up a blanket for Jason. <sighs> right. Is everything okay with Lewis? Yeah, yeah. He's still tied up. No changes there. He ranted for a while, then just went back to sleep. He was still asleep when Jason took over. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but can I ask why you were kidnapped. I know you said greed, but I still don't understand the full picture. Oh. Oh, sorry. And, and, and how's your leg? We think it's fractured, but not fully broken. We're separated. Walking on it is getting worse. And my whole leg is really, really bruised. As for the kidnapping, we think it has to do with leverage. Our parents and our people are currently standing in the way of a huge company trying to open up new land to corporate mining in the Northwest Territories. Mining? Gold, mostly. Gold, silver, and diamonds. <laughs> All of the Earth's shiniest things. But our family owns the land, and we've been against new mines forever. Our parents would never sell the land or become signatories in a land-use agreement. So... 
We think we're being used as leverage. The lawyers on the mining company's side were supposed to submit a new advantageous proposal next week. This week? Well, I think part of what was so advantageous was probably getting us back. That's terrible. Do you have evidence for all of this? What about Lewis? Not really. It's just an informed guess. The company's really been adamant about the land recently to a scary amount. So it's not a big leap to think it's them. But Lewis and S. never mention anything about it. And it's not like we could record anything. I think they're just hired muscle anyway. I don't think they're in charge of anything. I could get Lewis to confess. And we could record it. Get some evidence. Get him? Confessions under duress are not permissible in Canadian court. (laughs) You know, Adele... You're really bright. She's the smartest in her class. Kept perfect grades even through COVID. Skipped a grade really early on, too. And she's going to go to UBC to study geology. Geophysics, and I haven't applied yet. You'll get in. No question. (laughs) No question. Yeah, so we don't have any evidence, but the timing is too much of a coincidence to, you know, be a coincidence. Don't worry. We'll find something to nail them with. First, we just have to get back home. That's the priority. Speaking of Lewis, did Jason bring him anything to eat? I don't know. We were cleaning up, then sleeping. Not really worrying about his well-being right now. Or ever. (sighs) Is there anything warm to eat? Uh, Yeah, over there. Soup. Right. Thanks. Are you uh, still in school, Mika? (laughs) No. When high school was over, I got a job at a little cafe in town. The idea of going through several more years of classes? Just... No. She works at the community center, too. (gasps) Did I ruin a conversation? Just surprised. Everything okay with Lewis? Uh, He's asleep. I left the sleeping bag with him. Don't want him freezing to death. Someone should be watching him. I checked the ropes and added an extra zip tie. I don't think he's going anywhere. But, more importantly, I got a call and thought I should come update you all. Rescuers? Are they on their way? Sadly, no. Just my team still. But, they said they have spoken with local authorities, told them the extent of your injuries, and explained that we're in Goshawk. Thankfully, they know exactly where we are because I mapped it all out prior to the trip. They were lucky to get through to me in this weather. But no worries. Well, fewer worries. They all know we're here. The local authorities have a local search and rescue group that they will send either with a few snowmobiles or with a rescue helicopter. They have a rescue helicopter? Yes and no. Apparently there's a big search going on right now to rescue a little kid who got lost in Baxter State Park. But the storm's bad there too. And they only have the one rescue helicopter. Since none of your injuries are considered critical or life-threatening, Rescuing the kid takes priority. As for the snowmobiles, the storm is apparently worse off up near the trailhead. So, we're stuck waiting. No, yeah. That storm's what we heard about from our agent just last night. It's supposed to be strong. Did you happen to tell them about Lewis? Wasn't able to. The window for the call was aggravatingly short. I didn't even hang up. The call just dropped. So, what then? We just... 
Wait, Mika's got a fractured leg and we're victims of kidnapping. Why is this not more urgent for them? Hey, Adele, come on. It's not so bad. Lewis is tied up. S is nowhere to be seen. We've got enough food for a few days and this place is warm. Do we? Have enough food, that is. If everyone eats as much as I do, then we have maybe three days worth, including feeding Lewis. That's just the dried supplies. But no one seemed opposed to rabbit soup, so we can always try to catch something else to beef up the rations. The storm would make that difficult, but maybe fishing? There are no fish in this lake. Didn't I explain that? Doesn't matter. It shouldn't take long anyways. As far as the fuel goes, there's still tons of burnable things left in these old buildings. My hope to get some research done is shot, though. (laughs) Not that I'm complaining about helping you. I'll just have to come out here again later. (sighs) Well, if you need help with anything... (sighs) Sorry. I want to get some sleep, and I don't want to keep anyone else up either, but I'm still really worried. What about S? Is he really gone? Do we believe what Lewis keeps saying? No. No way. He's a criminal. They both are. We shouldn't believe anything he says. But you do. Well, aren't we already acting like what he says is true? If we really thought S was alive, we wouldn't be so relaxed. He wouldn't just sit out there in this storm if he was alive. So, don't we think he's dead? Or at least gone? I think Lewis was genuinely scared when he got here. I was pointing the rifle straight at him, and he still came toward us. But what killed us then? Like, a cougars pull their prey up into trees. There's no cougars in Maine. Not anymore. The Easter cougar was declared extinct after European colonizers hunted them to extinction, but... Historically, there were cougars here. Well, maybe factually correct, Adele. I don't see how that's helpful right now. What about lynx? Too small. Nothing around here could really hunt down an adult human male. Not in this season. Not a bear? Most black bears are denning around this time of year, and... Sure, they can wake up, but they don't really attack people. And they're not huge, like grizzlies. Mm, A moose? (sighs) Enormous. Fully capable of flinging a man into the sky. But Lewis would have seen it. Kinda hard to miss a moose in the middle of the day. Is this a big guy? I'd say he's just normal. Like, maybe just under six feet tall. Not skinny, but not fat. Just a bit bigger than Lewis. Not fit. With a beer belly. But what Lewis said shouldn't be possible. That S was taken up into the air or the tree branches? I'm not saying we have to believe that part. But I think... What you said, Mika, it makes sense. If S were alive, he wouldn't just stay in the forest and... Storm. (sighs) Again, sorry, I... No, this is important. I'm just beat. Get some rest. I'll go back to watch Lewis. I need to bring him some food anyways. Maybe start a small fire or something. Otherwise, it's freezing in there. Thank you, Jason, for dealing with him so we don't have to. Yeah, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. But don't untie him, and don't let him trick you. I won't. I'm not even bringing him soup. He's getting a granola bar. He shouldn't need his hands. See? Enough of these to keep him fed for days. Sleep well. Don't let the fire go out. 
Okay, sleep time. Are there any soft things to lie on? Any spare sleeping mats? Yeah, there's a whole nother sleeping mat under the old chair. Oh, <sighs> perfect. have enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. Why does one person need four sleeping pads? Mm-hmm. They'll go to sleep. But why? He doesn't need four, right? And if he was dropped off by his team here, alone, then four would sure be excessive. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Adele, we don't know how often people come out here. Or what Jason brought this year versus previous years. Aren't you even a bit worried? Always, but mostly I'm tired. And sad. And... And angry. Well, I'm worried. Totally justified. You and Mika have been through a lot. And we can't go pointing a rifle in Jason's face every time we're jumpy. What? Pointing a rifle? Did you point a rifle at Jason? Yes, and I apologized. I saw some blood outside in the snow and thought the worst, just like you're thinking now, with everything you've gone through. Wait, Iffy, what blood? Where? It's not important. Just some rabbit blood from what he put in the soup. But I thought the soup was... No, that makes sense. There was a lot more soup than would have fit in a can alone. But... Or sleeping mats? And he has a bunch of extra clothes. Some of them are for women. Again, we, we don't know when the last group was here. Ask Jason later. I'm sure he'll have an answer. What I wanted to say is... It's fine. It's fine to worry and be scared and treat everything with caution. It's sensible to be anxious in a terrible situation. And I showed up to help you. You had questions, too. It's fine. But we can't expect trust. (sighs) We don't trust, too. Now, get some sleep. We're lucky we're this warm and this well-fed given what we thought we'd be facing. Yeah. Iffy, that makes sense. Thanks for looking for us and for helping us. And I'm really sorry about Sheen. Sheen and I... I know. There's no need to thank us. Me. Get some sleep. Yeah. Okay. 
White Vault, Gosshawk, written and created by K.A. Stats, co-created, produced, and directed by Travis Fengroff, with script editing by W.K. Stats, associate producer Shion Francois, edited with sound design, music, and mixing by Dane Leonardson, dialogue editing and assistance by Finner Nielsen, and executive producers Carol Vengroff, Michael Villegas, Dennis Greenhill, and A.J. Pumpkin, starring Lauren Tucker, Hilder Magnus Dotter, Marcy Edwards, Denise Halfyard, Michael Delgadio, Christian Ati Hemison, Raf Nilder Oradotter, Melkor Kra Oskar's daughter, Sarah Fritier's daughter, Robert Neumeyer, and Shion Francois. For access to bonus episodes, ad free episodes, and bonus seasons like Artifact, Imperial, Eluca, and Echoes, visit patreon.com slash fool and scholar and support this show and its creators. This is a Fool and Scholar production. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.